This is episode 203 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Laurel Tilly on the show to talk A.J. Fernandez cigars and some other industry topics. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? <laughs> Quick and to the point. I like it. How about it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 203 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, guys, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation. Uh, if you're watching live, take just a minute, if you would, please share us out with your favorite Facebook cigar groups and let everybody know that we are live on the air. Uh, and as always, please share in the comments with us. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking. Uh, join in the conversation. We have a fantastic special guest coming up in just a couple minutes. Um, and here in the Corona Scar Studios, finally, it's Minnesota summer or spring has finally arrived. Spring arrived in mid-May. Yeah. That's just the way things go here in Minnesota. It's beautiful out right now. It's It was 80, close to 80 degrees today. It's going to be a beautiful week. Um, and we finally have, you know, decent weather in Minnesota. It's been uh, long overdue, but uh, but I'm glad we finally have that. Um, so the Minnesota Twins are still just kind of doing what the Minnesota Twins do, just just hanging in there, just good enough to hold on to first place. They're not in a great in a, in a great division to begin with. No, so they're just enough to hold on to first place. Uh, we lost, so our last two series we lost two out of three to the Dodgers, which it's the Dodgers. So you know the fact that we took one game from the Dodgers, I'll take it. Yes, uh, and we and we lost two out of three to the Angels. Uh, we started a series tonight uh, against uh, the Giants. Um, so and the Giants are you know, a pretty decent team as well. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, pitching wise for the twins has still been great. So we'll see, yeah. you know, what the rest of the season brings. Uh, I think Byron Buxton is injured. Uh, he, at least he left the last uh, angels game with uh what did they call it? Upper leg tightness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. I just picture hockey players and it's like upper leg tightness is, just another Tuesday. They don't yeah. even think about it. His Marzal vein got Marzal vein. Yeah. The Fetzer valve. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's all ball bearings. It is. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of NHL, the Stanley cup playoffs still rolling along um, as it stands right now. Uh, the, the conference finals stand at uh, two, nothing Florida uh, and two, nothing Dallas. So hopefully it'll get a little interesting. We always love seeing series go as far as they can, but Dallas and Florida are both great teams and they don't seem to be really relenting much. Um, so 
go florida go florida i mean really and and i don't because i correct me if i'm wrong i don't really know the situation when the minnesota north stars left to go to dallas and became the dallas stars since that happened because that was back in what 91 91 since that happened have the dallas stars won a stanley cup didn't they win it in like 93 i honestly don't know i didn't i didn't start watching hockey until the early 2000s we have a visitor we have a visitor where oh that's that's my that's my brother-in-law's dog okay they're visiting on the front porch got it we have the big garage door open so we have yeah family over um so i don't know if but I don't know if they've won a Stanley Cup. If anybody knows, yeah, can somebody do uh, the, in the comments? For us? Somebody do the Google foo for us and let us know if the Dallas Stars have won a Stanley Cup. Um, we know they didn't when they were the Minnesota North Stars, but if the Dallas Stars have ever won a Stanley Cup, um, uh, the NBA playoffs. We really don't talk basketball. I don't follow it very deeply. I sort of watch a little bit when the playoffs come up, and I watch March a little bit of March Madness. I watch some highlights and stuff, but. But I watched it more when the Timberwolves maybe had a yeah. Um, but the this these series in the conference finals in the NBA playoffs are just sad. I mean, Boston completely has mm -hmm. fallen apart, and everything that I know of just a little bit that I follow of basketball, you know, Boston was a pretty good team, and now they're just completely falling off the map. Yeah, the late did you see Matthew Tobacco's post today? Yes. The the yeah. the New England area sports teams are all dead and dying, and he was all woes me. Oh, I'm sorry for your ten year reign in sports. Yeah, I'm sorry for the uh, the the New England Patriots dynasty. Dynasty. I'm, I'm sorry for the Boston Bruins dynasty. Celtics. I, the Celtics dynasty. Yeah, I'm really super. Oh, I feel super bad for you about that. That hurts. Yeah, that's that's a bummer, bro. Yeah. Um, they won in 99 okay so yeah i just would like dallas not to win correct because i have bad feelings and the florida story is fantastic you know it being is a, a high seed yes and taking out i mean so i'm i'm on the the florida bandwagon yeah for the end show um the uh and, and oh back to the the thing about the nba one final thing about the nba playoffs i Anybody who is still on this bandwagon that LeBron is the greatest of all time, I have you, you completely lost me. LeBron should be embarrassed, yeah, by his performance in these in these NBA playoffs. He should be he's he's just kind of lump you know loafing around the court. But he's the best player in like, NBA history, man. Waiting for something to happen and totally not engaged in the plays, just kind of waiting for somebody to throw him the ball he he should be embarrassed and anybody who says that he's the greatest of all time should equally be embarrassed it's just it's sad yep. michael jordan would never put on performances like that he was constantly moving constantly engaged in on defense and offense and there's there's no comparison in my mind yep uh but this great story from over the weekend the pga championship i love this story um this guy named michael block who is literally, he's the he's the club pro at some golf course somewhere in Southern California. Yeah. And he comes out of nowhere with this Cinderella story. Cinderella story <laughs> out of California. 
Yeah, he's uh, got, got about got, 97 yards. He'll hit about a he'll hit about a five, one iron. 584 yards. He's going to hit about a seven iron. <laughs> uh, and he's just came out and it's this great Cinderella story that, uh, and I love the guy because you know he tied for 15th in this uh, PGA Championship, which for any player on the PGA Tour of the top tier players to tie for 15th is absolutely out of this world. And he wears his emotions on his sleeve and, and, you know, when, whenever something good would happen, you know, he would, you'd see him tear up and choke up and it's just so great to see some. Did you see the video of him getting the call that, yes, that he won the, that last spot? Yeah. Like this guy, I mean, this is, these are the stories that I love, you know, um, I am not a golf guy at all. You know, I, um, I don't watch golf, um, but I'll watch some plays here and I'm, I respect the players that, um, play at a high level, but when there's a story like this guy who, like you said, he was, you know, so for those who don't know, a lot of, you know, uh, decent high-end clubs will have a PGA pro that doesn't mean that they've, you know, won great tournaments. It just means that they have a proficiency that they have, um, earned, uh, to be the the club pro, right? And this guy gets this call that he got the last like lottery spot. Yeah. Um. To to uh, compete in the in his humility and all. Oh yeah. And he so his his share of the total prize purse for tying for fifteenth was about two hundred and eighty eight grand. And his uh, one of the interviews he did, um his wife said that because he gives lessons at this golf course, yeah, uh, that's part of his pro duties as you give, you know, you charge for lessons. He would have to give over 1500 lessons to earn what he got from this four day PGA championship event. Life changing. And it is life changing. And if his game stays good, then he could continue to, yep. you know, but even if he doesn't, he seems like the kind of guy who's okay with it. Absolutely. He got, you know, his, his 15 minutes of fame. Yep. He's just grateful for being able to do what he does. Grateful for his family. Uh, and again, I love the fact that he wears his heart on his, on his sleeve. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Um, so that is all we have for preliminary news this evening. I definitely want to get, uh, get this train moving and get our special guest on the show. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's bring on our special guest of the evening. And as always, on How About That Cigar Live, special guests are brought to us by Drew Estate. And Drew Estate has announced the most recent Freestyle Live event pack. With an MSRP of $40, the new packs have been prepared, and each one will include four of the new premium cigars, Unbanded, a Freestyle Live Cigar Case, Freestyle Live Torch Lighter, and a Freestyle Live Cigar Rest. Each pack will also include a badge with a QR code, which allows the purchaser to enter a sweepstakes for a chance to win incredible prizes, including an airfare package to anywhere in the world for two people, a custom longboard from Subculture Studios, and finally, the grand prize will be a luxury watch valued at $10,500. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together, help us out, and welcome to episode 203 from AJ Fernandez Cigars, Laurel Tilly. Welcome back to Help Out That Cigar Live. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. 
So grateful to have you back as a returning Absolutely. guest on the show. So sorry that you can't smoke with us this evening, but you know. I know this life- feels familiar sitting in my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has kind of become the norm. We have Laurel on the show. She's in in a hotel. She's in DC. Yeah. She's in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could just get your calendar and the next time you're in DC, let us know and we'll we'll do a show. Yeah, totally. It'll just be perfect. Perfect. Like I said, you know, I had I had a lounge schedule to be able to go and sit in there, but like I said, unfortunately, when I tried to smoke yesterday, it was just a wasted effort. So oh well, I'll you know. If I could be smoking anything right now, I'd be smoking the Bayes Artes Maduro. So smoking in spirit. I was going to ask what you'd be smoking. Hey, that's uh, that's actually what Justin. Justin's got that fired up right now. Nice. Nice. Um, So let's uh, let's jump in here. But and but before we get to our questions, I finished my pregame cigar, Mm. uh, as is the norm. Uh, But I am going to fire up the Dias de Gloria. And thank you, Laurel, so Ooh. much for sending us these beautiful. You're cigars. so welcome. I'm gonna. I sent you that one. So I think that's like the the unspoke, the unsung hero of the AJ blends. It's just a great cigar if you haven't had it before. Oh, I have, and am a fan. Can confirm. Is this your first? It's my first. Oh, as nice. I saw them there, and I'm like, I mean, I, I've known about Dias de Gloria for a long time, and I think this is my first. Hey, and we get to be here to witness your first time. I'm it's, <laughs> there's there's things happening. And we'll get you through it. It's okay. All right. Yeah, we'll talk All you right, through yeah. it. Super gentle. I'll be gentle. <laughs> I'll be gentle. All right. I'm going to fire this up right now on the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Cam. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, right off the foot, dude, this, uh, this cigar is fantastic it is very very good i will be getting more of these i had a i was focused so much on uh focused so much on the tobacco on the tobacco no i had i just gotta get that one little spot right there i'm so anal retentive when it comes to lighting a cigar sorry guys you were really getting toasted there i mean that was um, so uh you know viewers and listeners who watch our show often will know that matt goes through one of those giant cans of Zycar fuel in not a sponsor, by the way, um, one of those giant cans of Zycar in like yeah. every three days. No, <laughs> That's actually impressive. You might be exaggerating a little, a little bit. bit. No, I buy. So I buy, uh, I buy these big, um, what are eight ounce cans and I get them in, I get four packs of the eight ounce cans. And typically these four cans will last me six to eight months i use a lot of butane it's i'm i'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sli- don't be me i'm slightly wasteful don't be me but uh i do go through a lot of butane because i like to toast cigars for a really long time i'm super yeah angry. i never puff on the cigar when i'm lighting it i always just toast the foot and i always feel guilty when i use somebody else's lighter because i'm 
always I, bumming somebody else's legs. I'm always flying, so I don't have my own. And then, I, you know, they're like watching me as I spend, you know, 18 minutes facing <laughs> the foot of the cigar. 100% Matt. All right, so this isn't, uh, yeah, this this show is about Laurel. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get to Laurel. So yeah, Laurel, you have been in the industry for almost a long time now. And uh, I think a long time. Um, tell us about your transition now to AJ Fernandez. Well, you know, it's a, so far it's been a fun new chapter. I've only been here since... January. So just about six months or so. Um, yeah, I mean, came from retail. I did retail for six years at a shop in Milwaukee. And then um, obviously the last time I did this with you guys, I was with uh, General with Macanudo. So uh, just uh, like I said, just came over to AJ. So it's it's been a, a fun new chapter into a very, you know, a very different brand, a very different cigar company. And what I love about the cigar industry is, you know, you never lose your friends, like you never lose your people. Like you still get to see everybody. Actually last week I was in Philadelphia and I got to run into Ricky. So that was awesome. And Jack, um, and you know, some old reps and stuff. And so that's cool, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun new adventure. You know, I've, I've been a a fan of AJ's for a long time. Um, and you know, obviously the company I was with, we were doing collaborations. Um, so I had some exposure to his products, um, via that as well. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even on the retail side, we, we sold AJ, but, um, it's been fun. So right now I'm doing, you know, my role is not entirely dissimilar to what I was doing with Macanudo as far as kind of going out and doing like events and working with the reps and doing, you know, media and stuff like that. Um, but also helping kind of develop the programs on the back end, which is really exciting. So I just um, I'm actually out in D.C. right now doing some trainings, um, which I got to develop the training program. So it just you know, it's just something a little bit different. And once you I've talked about this before, but once the once you get into the cigar industry, it sucks you in and you can never get out. And, I, you know, I said this with Macanudo. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get out of the cigar industry. Not that I want to at this point. But then, you know, after that, um, you know, it's on to a new cigar adventure. So, yeah, I mean, I'm 12 years in at this point. Um but uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. And it's been cool to see kind of the different sides of it going from retail, going to, um, you know, a company like General, going to a company like AJ and uh, still being just so, you know, ingratiated in everything cigar industry wise. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really. And, and one of the things that you see in, in lots of different industries, whether it's, you know, if somebody who works in IT or somebody who's in the legal profession or something like that, when you get, you know, if you get recruited by another company, you know, and get an opportunity to leave the spot that you're in, what is it that you tell us what you look for, you know, because it's a big, it's a big change, you know, and, and what, Mm. what do you look for? Mm -hmm. You know, like what, what were the things that you, that you looked for from AJ Fernandez as a company saying, I want this in place before, you know, before I make this leap, you know, kind of a confidence thing that, that's, um, you know, says this is the place for me yeah and that's a that's a good question it's you know first i mean i don't want to say first and foremost i have to like the product you know wherever i go i want to be able to stand behind the product because it's difficult to you know have a passion for something that you don't actually enjoy right you know every day i'm out here and you know you're you're around it and you're smoking it right so you have to enjoy it to some degree so first and foremost i have to like it (laughs) 
<laughs> um, from a very rudimentary level, you know, um, but Absolutely. also just, you know, just to have to have the opportunity to, you know, make a difference. And I, I feel very grateful with, you know, my time with General and my time with Macanudo and the opportunities that they had given me, um, you know, with, I think, really any position, there is a ceiling, right? And, um, you know, kind of going elsewhere, it's just, well, I, I don't want to say from a selfish standpoint, I just, you know, I, I'm a doer. I like doing things, right? I like making you know, making things happen and, you know, to be able to go to a place and say, oh, there's the opportunity here to make a positive impact and to, you know, have, have you know, ma make an impression, you know, and have yeah. have some hand in doing something um, that is going to help, you know, move the company forward. And, you know, with Inspirato, I came on back in 2016 when Inspirato had really just been released into the States and I got the opportunity to, you know, kind of help grow that brand here, you know, along with the other, you know, STG team um, and, you know, with AJ right now, we're sort of on this precipice of being, you know, kind of taking to the company to the next level, you know, AJ brands, um, both portfolio and collaborations have been around for a really long time. Um, but what was really appealing to me was their commitment to wanting to sort of take the next step and to kind of be on the ground floor of that and help, make that happen seems really fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't, I, I don't think it's selfish. I, I, I don't, well, know I, I guess maybe it technically it is, but you know, you have to, anytime you take on a job, uh, regardless of the industry, you know, that especially during the years that we spend working, you've, you, it's gotta be something that you can personally invest in. It's gotta be something that you know, you're going to mm -hmm. care about and, uh, not just a drudgery and a product that you care about, like you said, Laurel, and a product that you know you already know you enjoy, and um, that just makes it all the it just makes it easier to invest yourself and put that time in. So I I don't uh, even though it is selfish, I think it's necessary. So I applaud you for that. I do too, well, and I just want to I just want to say to our uh, viewers and listeners um, if you haven't seen or heard the first uh, podcast we did with Laurel, uh, please go back and search, you know, how about that cigar either on, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcasts or on our YouTube channel for Laurel and to see her uh, Wolverine origin story. Cause <laughs> it's, uh, it will have all of that. And we don't want to repeat um, all of that tonight, which is um, easy to do, but we want to talk about new and exciting things that uh, you have going on. Yeah. So in, in, in this new role, what are some exciting things that, that you are bringing to AJ Fernandez? Well, you know, I don't know if exciting right now is exactly the best word. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, for uh, kind of my, my main thing when I came on, I was like, okay, well, you know, help sort of develop an event platform because we really don't have any sort of cohesive event platform right now. And, um, you know, for me, I really have always enjoyed the educational aspect of it. And I've always been really good at that. I mean, if there was, if there was one thing from the role that I've been in, in the last, I mean, I guess if you're concluding this six and a half years, it's, I love being able to go and sort of spread the good word of the brand and kind of educate people on it. And, you know, just getting in front of retailers and 
really explaining what the concept is behind the brand and, you know, maybe how to think differently about it and just give them more of that connection. I have always felt like I've been more equipped to do a better job, whether it be, you know, talking about something, selling something when I have the knowledge to do it. Right. You know, back when I was in retail, I'd gone on a factory tour and then came back from that. And all I did for six months was talk about that freaking cigar because I felt so connected to it. So being able to kind of bring that connection and, you know, impart that upon people and get them to, you know, I've tried to like exude passion about it and get them to pick up on it. Right. So um, I would say that's maybe more of like the exciting thing to me, maybe not exciting to other people, um, but really right now my focus has been um, kind of just, the, the the training and the education you know right now we're kind of in a in a weird spot where you know there's been a lot of collaborations that we have done um on the aj front with other companies and then in addition to having our portfolio blends um but there is a little bit of a disconnect for people understanding the difference between portfolio and what aj does for his own company versus the collaborations we do um so kind of just getting through the weeds on that and figuring out how to properly articulate that both to retailers and consumers. So like I said, maybe not exciting for you guys, but exciting for me. No. And I'm, that's, that actually brings up something that I was curious about. And that is how do you guys, uh, and, and I know you're still kind of working your way into um, putting a vision together and, and rolling with it, but, that is one of the things that the, the, the name AJ Fernandez has been known for for a while is um, not only the, the portfolio blends, but also collaborations with, uh, with other cigar companies. And totally. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of the blends with AJ's name on them from, from Altidus to General to other companies have been very, very enjoyable blends. Mm-hmm. But how, oh, do yeah. you, how do you guys, as you're looking at ahead, avoid because sometimes i've heard from other people in cigar media other cigar consumers that sometimes it can get a little confusing so how do you guys work out the vision to make sure that those collaborative avenues are still open for creativity and stuff like that while not diminishing the you know the the portfolio of of aj fernandez brands yeah so (laughs) That is also a very good question. Right now, we're sort of in the thick of trying to figure out, navigate that, right? Like, how do we, you know, keep AJ's name on the collaborations? Because, you know, having having done the collaborations, that is bringing, you know, recognition back to the portfolio line, right? Because more people are being exposed to AJ as a blender. And obviously he, you know, he, he does a really good job and he holds the reputation reputation to the point where these other companies, you know, want to have his name on the product. Obviously I work for a company that we did collaborations with a different, right. Um, you know, punch diesel, Hoyt de Monterey. Um, and so right now, I think one of the big things to sort of work on trying to separate those two, and it's, it's complicated because it's not trying to diminish the collaborations and say, you know, portfolio is more important because they obviously both hold an importance um, to AJ and in the market, but just making sure that we're giving the proper love and attention to the portfolio blends. Cause you know, those are AJ's, you know, those are, those are his babies. He gets to create them from the ground up to completely his likeness. Um, so you know, I was I was online the other day and I saw um, 
I'm not going to name the site or anything, but it was like an AJ Fernandez is AJ Fernandez pack. And it was like a couple portfolio and a couple alts of this and, you know, a couple punch or whatever it was. And so I think that kind of continues to confuse people and that's not any fault of their own. It's just so far, you know, up until this point, we haven't really done enough to try to keep those separated. So, um, you know, moving forward, we're trying to, well, re even the branding of portfolio overall, you know, we've only started calling AJ Fernandez portfolio, portfolio, basically like the end of last year, the beginning of this year, as opposed yep. to just AJ Fernandez. Um, yep. So even with that smaller, I mean, I want to say like a smaller initiative, but even with the boxes, you know, the, the AJ boxes that we're doing for portfolio, they have a different logo, they say portfolio, you know, we're trying to have even add shelf talkers and just kind of differentiate the packaging and make sure that we're getting the message across in like a cohesive and concise way, which unfortunately doesn't happen overnight. And it's not just, you know, on our end too. It's, you know, it's kind of an industry wide thing based on how people are not only marketing cigars, um, you know, in bundles or how they're displayed in the humidor. If you go into a humidor, it's like, okay, there's, you know, maybe a D is the Gloria and a new world and then a punch and then a diesel, and then a, you know, a San Latano. So it's, it's just kind of working to give them both their own home, which yeah. is a little bit more difficult, you know, because it's just, it's really, yeah, it's really uh, ingratiated at this point. And it's, it's tricky. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, you know, some people might say they would just look at it, you know, as a outsider and they would look at, you know, a humidor at a particular brick and mortar shop with a lot of like what you just mentioned, Laurel, and they would say, well, just cut down this, this, and this, but it's not that easy. It's, it's a very no. delicate balance that you guys have to sit yep. down and analyze. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I know that you guys have your work cut out for you, but I, I know that it's in good hands. So, oh, you know, you'll, and the, you know, and the, we, the people we have working there right now have been great. And, you know, and it's just, it's sort of this initiative that we've started only recently. So it is pretty new, but just, you know, like I said, we don't want to diminish the collaborations because it's not any less important than the portfolio. It's just, it's just getting people to think differently. When I started or when I was coming on here and in conversations with them, um, Frankie, my boss was like, okay, well, you know, this is kind of a big push that we want to do and kind of like getting people to separate them. And in my mind, not to sound all snooty and pretentious, like, well, on this side of the industry, but like, I understand it, but I also, I'm in a different position than a lot of customers who are walking into a humidor and just seeing the AJ Fernandez name. So like what I view it as, or what you view it as, is going to be vastly different than what like the general population sees it as. So I and I don't know if you'll be able to to touch on this at all, but um, not only in the cigar industry, but in in just about any other industry, it is popular for collaborations to happen where you know somebody slaps names on stuff and and they put out this, and and the name recognition is really the the thing that's most important. And I would just want to point out that when AJ puts his name on something, and I heard this a long time ago. Um, it's not just agent. He is involved in all of these projects um, oh, 100%. and, um, and hands-on and it's not this, I'm just throwing my name on something to get that the cred that we want it to for market share. Um, AJ is really the master collaborator um, in the industry. And I don't think we've seen any other collaboration guru like AJ. 
and um, he is special and he is putting out uh, incredible products. So when you are seeing collaborations, I just wanted to make a point to viewers and listeners that when you are seeing collaborative stuff from AJ, he is involved in those projects. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, and it's totally different. I don't know, Laurel, if, if you have anything to add or, or touch on that piece at all from what you've seen so far. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I was just having this conversation an hour ago with old Virginia when I was over there and it's, you know, I can't speak to every single cigar that we do um, as far as like the collaborations go and what the, the particulars are, but at least to my knowledge, the majority of what we do, it's, you know, AJ, like you said, it's not just him slapping his name on it. He's blending it. It's, you know, his tobacco. Um, You know, the difference between like the collaborations and the portfolio is that, you know, with the collaborations, typically it's like the blend concept or blend coming to him. And then he gets to use his tobacco and do his signature fermentation process, which is going to give it that signature AJ stamp um, as opposed to portfolio, which is something that he, you know, it's his brainchild. He's Mm kind of taking it from the ground up, but yeah, everything that um, he does as a collaboration, it's, he's got a significant hand in. So it's and I even just, you know, I even know of two lines that are out there in the in the market where brands have wanted to blend a particular cigar and it wasn't quite quite right to what they wanted to and they went to AJ to help them finish their blend and he does it um, and with no name on it at all. I know two lines that are out there and I'm not going to name names, but. Um, where AJ has just helped finish a blend because he's a master at doing that. Well, and I've heard from other people in the industry that he he's he's kind of willing to try. If somebody says, "Hey, AJ, I I'm stuck on this. You know, I don't know what uh, I don't know what to do with this," and he'll he'll gladly say, "Just let me try it, and I'll let you know what I think." And and he he tries it. He gives people his honest opinion. Uh, and he, he's very open that way from what I, from what I understand that he'll, he'll, he'll give people his honest feedback and try their product and say, I would tweak this, this, and this, but you know, it's yours at the end of the day, you know, do what you want to do. Uh, and people yeah. have, people have heeded his advice, which I think yeah. is important. Well, and at this point it's, um, it's pretty evident that AJ knows what he's doing. Yeah. And- <laughs> He has proven that, obviously. Yeah. I, so for a long time, I, I've I've had a, a moniker that I've given him for for AJ, and I'm and I'm withholding it now only because in hopes of one day collaborating with him and calling it that. Oh, you're gonna tease like that I and am. not throw it out there. I we'll am. talk about it off the air. Yeah, we will, Laurel. After the show's <laughs> and, over, you know. I, I hope to, yeah, I hope to uh, see you guys at the show and and uh, lay it on him because. I've got a really cool name and it's not used. So. Hey, Frankie's watching. Cheers, Frankie. Aww. Yes, yes, I saw that. <laughs> Good to see in the comments, brother. Um, so one of the things that I love um, participating in just as a consumer is in-store events. I love in-store events. I, I love when, you know, companies come in and they, you know, that w- you get to spend some time with whoever whoever the rep in that area happens to be. And we've been fortunate to get to know a lot of the reps in this sort of upper Midwest area. So we get to hang out with them when they have in-store events. Um, but then there's also the other side of the event space that's sort of the medium to 
you know, medium to large multi-vendor events, whether it's like Brew City Cigar Festival or Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest or Great Smoke. Cigars and Baseball, Great Smoke, you know, events like that. When That's right, you guys have Cigars and Baseball up there. Oh, it's fantastic. You gotta come. Yeah, it's. I've it's never fun. been, but the the rep I used to work with up there, he there was like the one event a year he always wanted to do. He's like, oh, you don't need to come up here for this. It's always my <laughs> wife. <laughs> okay. Oh, you. <laughs> You, you should definitely be a part of cigars definitely and baseball. Come. It's, it's an absolute it's blast. A blast. Um, but when, you know, both at, at your previous time at Macanudo and now at AJ Fernandez, what do you guys look for as a company when you, because there's a lot of those multi-vendor events and you obviously can't attend and exhibit at every single one of those. What do you guys look for? when when you're looking at the you get invites maybe to different multi-vendor events what do you guys look for as a cigar company uh as factors that say okay this is a this is an event for us um i mean and man you have good questions tonight uh i mean you had good questions last time too but you know for us it's just i mean it sounds really basic but I don't want to say, will it make a difference? Because you don't want to say, oh, going to someone's event isn't going to make a difference because always to some degree it will. Um, you know, from a from a logistical standpoint, I like events that are like really, really concise and well run. I mean, like Rocky Mountain is one of my absolute favorite events. You know, they do a super bang up job. I always, like as a consumer, I would go to Rocky Mountain, you know, which is, I can't say a lot. I can't say about every event, right? Because um, you kind of get cigared out. But, uh, you know, something that we feel like we can really have an impact there. Um, so, you know, we do Rocky Mountain. You know, we've done the Great Smoke. Um, we haven't done... We haven't done the big smoke in a while. Um, we do. I just did Texas Cigar Fest and like we do uh, smoking in the Carolinas. But something that, you know, we, we can get the reach and it just that that it makes sense the way it's set up. You know, for me personally, I don't as much care for the events where the people aren't forced to come talk to you. Um, from a ease of working standpoint, I like when they get the cigars in the bags and then you don't have to like, you know, have the line of people in front of you because it's just, you know, it gets to be a long day. But from the other side of it, I like having people come to the booth where you can you can physically interact with everybody. I feel like sometimes the events, you know, they're they're set up in a way that makes it easier for consumers, which I can appreciate. But from a brand standpoint, you know, we want to have as much impact as possible. So kind of just like the logistics of the event, of the event, are you going to come to the booth? Do we have a chance to talk to you? You know, do we have a chance to sort of maybe get you to think about AJ Fernandez? Will we have that opportunity there? Um, so that's kind of what we look at. Now, I, I would assume since, you know, your previous employer, it was a, you know, very different, um, brand, um, your approach and your strategy to, um, a lot of things are very different. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's return on investment, but the strategies and how they differ, are they vastly different? How you approach that now at AJ Fernandez versus what you were doing at Macanudo? Um, Yes and no. From a building, I guess, you know, kind of bringing the programs to light standpoint, yes, because we just there's some things that we haven't had in the past. So, you know, the strategy is different because as opposed to 
simply going out and executing, you know, we kind of need to build it up to get to that point where we can go out and execute. But as far as actually doing so, I mean, at the end of the day, you still want people to feel that sense of connection to the brand. And, you know, and I don't think that's limited to cigars. I mean, it could be liquor, it could be wine, you know, liquor and wine, not that they're that much different. It could be watches, whatever it may be. Right. Um, you know, it's a very different product, but it, it's, it's kind of funny because there are some parallels between my time at Macanudo and then, you know, my, my time here so far, you know, with Inspirato, it was getting people to think differently about the blend, right? You know, people right. had sort of this idea of what Macanudo was. And then with Inspirato, it was trying to get them to think differently about it. You know, with AJ, it's not necessarily people thinking differently about the brand itself and the cigars because they're relatively young. I mean, we're selling, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. Um, but it's more so getting people to think differently about the AJ space between collaborations and portfolio. So there definitely are some parallels in the approach as far as like, you know, how do we, how do we achieve that? And that's, you know, events, trainings, social media, whatever it may be. So similar and different. Sorry yep. if that I don't feel no, like become. No. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. And I think, um, you know, yeah, to your point, taking, you know, a Macanudo that was a legacy brand for so long and had, you know, this, uh, you know, pretty specific demographic to AJ Fernandez, which is, uh, you know, has grown into, um, you know, quite the monster of, you know, yeah. a, a lot of different things. That's absolutely no, that that totally makes sense. Well, and one of the big things that's happened uh, recently is the Dorado. And yes, yes. that that yes. cigar, I mean, for we reviewed it and, and scored it very, very highly. And, and I, I've talked to many people in cigar media who have reviewed it and also enjoyed it quite a bit. I've talked to a lot of consumers who fell in love with that cigar as soon as it hit the shelves. Tell us about the, I mean, it's... It, this is a big one for for the company. So so tell us about the Dorado and uh, the impact that it's had just right out of the gate. Yeah, it's been awesome so far. I mean, New World as a line is sort of our flagship. You know, when people think about AJ portfolio, a lot of times New World is one of the first things that comes to mind. So, you know, releasing the Dorado under the New World name, you know, makes sense. Um, and it, it's a new cigar for us only within it's about a year. And uh, it's it's a totally new field. So we were actually down at the factory in January for our meeting and um, got to see the field. So the soil, Dorado means gold. I, I, I don't want to say mm -hmm. I assume you know that, but, um, you know, that's uh, that's what it translates to. Right. So it was named after the the golden appearance of the soil in the fields. And uh, it was really sort of a passion project for AJ. And, um, you know, it's it's been you know, internally, I mean, we love it. You know, it's been it's been great just from a, a selfish standpoint of liking to smoke it, right? Um, but the the reception in the market has been awesome. And I think being kind of at this pivotal point for the company, and again, kind of going back to that, trying to differentiate between the collabs and the portfolio, um, Dorado is really good to sort of make a splash and say, hey, you know, we're here, we're portfolio you know, maybe we can kind of get a hold of consumers that way and then shift them onto the other portfolio offerings we have because Dorado really has taken off. So um, it's, it's, it's been a really successful launch for us and just a super good cigar. 
I mean, we got top 25 in cigar aficionado this year. And, you know, I know everybody has their own feeling about ratings and that's totally fine. But, you know, from a, from a, you know, I can't even think of the word from, you know, just an exposure standpoint, Mm -hmm. it's been really, really good to get people into portfolio and to even just introduce them to new world if they had not um, dipped their toe in the water yet. (laughs) Well, and what are retailers saying about this cigar? Because I've talked to at least three that have told us that it's well okay so two of them said that it was a blend that for better or worse just take them at their you know uh take it for what it is they said this blend the new world dorado restored their confidence in aj fernandez as a brand okay one because they were a little concerned about the the collaborations and all that and Mm -hmm. but but then some other retailers saying they can't they they get their you know eight ten twelve boxes and they're gone in like two weeks which is a problem that's a great problem to have um and uh tell us about you know the the travels that you've had going to events and just going to regular store visits, what the retailers are telling you about this new world Dorado. I have not heard one negative thing about the blend. I mean, honestly, and I'm not saying this because Frankie's watching. Uh, the only thing that I've heard is just people don't like the box size because it takes up too much space in the humidor. <laughs> Literally is the only complaint that I've heard about it. Um, but, you know, as far as the reception goes, people, I haven't heard, you know, it's restored their faith in AJ, which, you know, I guess, I don't want to hear that people didn't have faith in the brand before that, but it's also good that that was sort of, you know, a good enough cigar to them that brought them back to revisit the brand. Um, But I I had spent a fair amount of time out in Texas the beginning of the year and it was doing really, really well out there. And it's just one of those cigars that kind of falls into a good profile um, or, you know, it's got that nice kind of like medium, medium plus, um, a little bit more approachable for somebody who, who maybe doesn't want something crazy strong or super peppery, but yeah, as far as kind of rounding out the portfolio, um, a lot of people retailers wise, you know, I think thought it was sort of a necessary addition. Uh, real quick before my next question, I just want to, uh, apologize. <laughs> For never oh. have trying this cigar. I'm the Diaz <laughs> I don't know why I I just never picked this cigar up. Um, this is a absolute gem. And yeah, it's a great. Believe me, viewers and listeners, when I say something is a is a gem, I am not blowing smoke because of the guests that we have on. I honestly wouldn't do that. This cigar. Mm-hmm is fantastic so just uh just an update on on the cigar and i am sorry i'm sorry to this cigar <laughs> i'm sorry apologize to yourself that you yeah you i know, know. You... okay but that being said in... now laurel be uh in your former life you did these great little short videos yes that we all loved are they coming back yes yes they are Yes. So I'm trying. So I really, I had a YouTube channel for a while and I really want to bring that back in 
a good way, but I just, I've been struggling with like the angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like what is going to make it different? Yeah. And so I don't know. And part of me, like, I love to cook and I love to bake. So I was like, oh, is there like some way that I could like bring these two, t- these things together and make it make sense and not like bog myself down for, you know, 30 hours a week baking and smoking and recording videos or something <laughs> stupid. You know, and I don't think, I mean, I don't think I'm going to go that direction because that just seems like it wouldn't make sense. But, you know, I just, I just, like I said, I'm not sure how to make it like what, like I said, what angle to go. So I need to come up with something kind of unique. And it's been, it's funny that you bring it up because it's been on my mind of like, what do I do? Like, what do I do to make this difference? So if you have any suggestions want to encourage you and yeah if we can have a brainstorm session we are there for it and we will advocate for you in 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 that uh space whatever that turns out to be yeah selfishly we want we want those we want those videos back yeah selfish absolutely i enjoy i enjoy i appreciate that and i enjoy doing them you know and it's it's just a it's a good way to connect with people and Mm -hmm. i don't I'm not comfortable doing live stuff like this live stuff where I'm having a conversation. Totally fine. I can talk to people all day. I mean, I could talk to you guys for six hours. You boot me off by then. But like during COVID having like sitting and doing a live session, just talking to the void and hoping that people ask questions. Oh, that's the worst. Conversation yeah. going makes me abundantly uncomfortable. Like, you know, <laughs> so you guys are Sean Williams, I assume. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would do events together and he'd be going around like doing an Instagram live or doing a Facebook live. And he's like so natural about it. And I was like, how do you do that? Like, honestly, like how does that not bring you severe anxiety? Because <laughs> just <laughs> trying to like, you know, do a live video talking to nobody. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's a little scary, but oh, and Sean, you know, that's it, for Sean. That's like nothing. It's like, he's cool as the other I side know. of the pillow. I mean, he's yeah. just, I know. it's just natural. It just flows out of him. You know, it does. I know. Well, and like I said, I, I appreciate even having this conversation because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's been keeping me up and I, but literally I'm like, okay, well, like, what am I going to do to make these different? And it's just, I keep hitting a freaking wall. <laughs> no, in all honesty, uh, if you, legitimately want to have a brainstorm session we're there for it yeah 100 okay. to encourage you to give yeah. you ideas whatever you want we're we're there because we we want to see that yeah we do yeah. we want that back i think the industry um could could use it and uh you're wonderful for the industry well thank you i appreciate Absolutely. that yeah you know i like being here so i'm glad i haven't gotten booted yet <laughs> <laughs> that's no that's not happening um so <laughs> One of the big things that, you know, happens, it, it happens semi-regularly, you know, in, in the cigar industry. It happens in a lot of industries where you have the bigger fish eat the little fish. You have big mm-hmm. conglomerates that come along and they buy smaller cigar companies. What are, Just as a, as a member of the cigar industry and also as a consumer, mm-hmm. what do you think the pros and cons are for consumers when, when big companies come along and buy up small companies, you know, what, what, what's good for the consumer? What's bad for the consumer when that happens? Good for the, uh, good for the consumer. You know, there's, if you have these smaller companies that maybe don't have the 
you know, the financial support to go out and, you know, do events or make their product more widely available, whether it be, you know, lack of a sales force, you know, just lack of resources, right? You know, by having a bigger company come in and, you know, put the the funding and the support behind it and be able to push out this product to reach more people and, you know, maybe roll it into a program where, you know, it, it makes it more attainable and there's maybe more of an incentive to try the brand, you know, maybe a brand that people just hadn't been exposed to before, either because there wasn't a deal and they just, it wasn't in there, it wasn't in the cards for them to try it, or they just, they didn't have access to it, right? Um, you know, from a, I guess, a negative standpoint, it's, you know, at some point you kind of, I don't want to say like lose control of the product because, you know, it can still be the same product, but when you're, I'm just trying to put this like, you know, tactfully, right. Cause I came I from a company. You know, it's just, you want to make sure you're, I mean, I like supporting local businesses. I like supporting the smaller guys too. There's also nothing wrong with supporting the bigger guys. I mean, I shop at target, right. You mm -hmm. know, I love me some, hard clothes and shoes and toiletries and whatever. But I think when you start getting into the space where there's so many brands, um, you know, in one, in one kind of like brand house, um, I think maybe you, you lose a little bit of what that brand started as, you know, kind of, I don't want to say it gets lost in the shuffle, but I think you, I think you lose some of that brand identity a little bit and kind of what it was built on. I think that's fair to say it gets yeah. lost in the shuffle. Um, I think it does lose some of that history, some of that, um, legacy, you know, that, that was being built. That mm -hmm. is a very fair statement to make. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you really echo a lot of the stuff that I've felt about this kind of subject for, for the longest time. And, mm -hmm. um, I think we've seen, ex I think we've all seen examples of it where it went really well in the past and examples yeah. where it went really poorly. And, uh, as long as, you know, these bigger companies that come along and buy the smaller companies, as long as they, in my opinion, and, and based on what I've seen in the past, as long as they put the resources and the effort behind the brand that they just acquired mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. just let it, not just let it fall underneath the bottom shelf and be forgotten about, yeah. then, then things typically go okay if, if those criteria are met well because let me ask you this as a consumer okay for all of us here when you hear about a cigar that you love or a, a particular brand that you love has been purchased what what is your immediate fear oh no that, that that's typically what happens in my brain if i you know if there's a blend that i really love from a brand that i found out just got acquired yep but one of the first things that happens in my head, and I, I know it's unreasonable. It's just as a, you know, my consumer heart, my little beating consumer heart is like, oh, please don't, pardon me. Please don't fuck it up. Yeah. Please don't fuck 100%. it up. If I, it makes you feel comfortable answering, what's the last small brand that got acquired that made you feel that way? The last small brand that got, well, you, you don't have to answer. You know, I don't want to make any waves here, but. I'll room one on one. Okay. And the, that, that would be my last one too. And and it's it's still it's still fresh and time will tell. Correct. Sure. Um so 
we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, and I feel better with the fact that at least the optics are are you know that Boofy is still involved, but how much and um, you know yeah, time will tell. Well, and one that I'll full disclosure because. Uh, we're, we're, we can talk about what we want on this show. Full disclosure, one that did not go well that I was upset about was Balmoral. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Okay. because that brand got acquired and then they shut it down. Mm-hmm. And I, there were blends from Balmoral that I was absolutely in love with that I bought multiple boxes of that, that became regular cigars for me in my, in my weekly rotation. And then they just went away. And that was upsetting to me. You know, I, yeah. as, as a consumer, but I, I understand it's a business. And at the end of the day, you know, the, the people in the, in the private rooms with the, the calculators and the, all the ones and zeros are going to make decisions based on, you know, business. But, um, for, as consumers, we do, there is something about, um, cigars, especially, uh, small batch boutique cigars, um, where you you do develop a relationship almost with the brands. Uh, the same is true, I think, for bourbons, for beers, for um, coffees. You know, if toilet if, paper, to- toilet paper. Yep. You develop a relationship. You do. You get close. Yeah. <laughs> Long and, term. You know. I know. Sorry. Go ahead. No, please go ahead, Laurel. Oh no, you're just talking about the Room 101 acquisition being relatively new, and yeah, I mean, I agree, right? That was like what a year ago. Less than a year ago, uh, a little more. Time is arbitrary. What acquisition do you think, you know, hitting say the five year mark, you were pleasantly surprised by that it maintained its sort of identity and the quality of the blends? There's one there's one that happened, and it happened before I was even really um in cigars, which was the uh when JR acquired the rights for the Franklin Aza line. Yes. Yeah. When, I felt like they did a really good job continuing yes. that line. And unfortunately the time it, it did come to an end. It did come to an end. Yeah. But I, I, from a business perspective, I understand I why get it. Um, I'll say Laurel to answer your question. I think uh, I, I will say as a consumer, my consumer heart was nervous when Swisher acquired Drew estate. I think, sure. I think, Swisher as, as as a very large conglomerate, I think Swisher has done a very good job letting Drew Estate be Drew Estate. Yes, I agree. Um, so I would say that is one of the that is one of the notable success stories in in uh, acquisitions. Yeah, and people really gave them shit. I mean, when that happened, oh, yeah. were yeah. really really mad. You're like, yep. hey, but now they oh, have well. the they have the funding, they have the backing. Yeah. Yeah. And look how much they have look how much they have grown and mm-hmm. expanded their reach. And I mean, they already had a hugely faithful uh, consumer base before this acquisition. And it has only grown since then because they let the people continue to do what they were already doing. And they've, for the most part, from what I can see, uh, they've, They've let, like I said, they've let Drew Estate be Drew Estate, and that has served them well. And um, I think the times that companies have kind of said, okay, we we bought you because we love you. Now we're going to change everything about you. That's when that's that's when things don't go well. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think it's always the worst if, you know, a bigger company wants to buy a smaller company. Right. But as long as you try to let it almost operate independently, like, hey, we're here, you know, we're in the background and we're here if you need us as maybe a safety net or a support system. But like you guys can operate autonomously. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we're here, we're here if you need us. And I think that's a really good way to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely do see it happen sometimes and it's just, you know, it doesn't go well, as well, but how about this one? Ultra by, buys Nat Sherman. Okay. Oh, uh, that was, uh, not Altria. It was, uh, oh yes. Altria. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Yes. Altria buys Nat Sherman didn't go well. Right. Well, it wasn't an interest to Altria to continue their premium cigar line. Yeah. Yeah. They just wanted the cigarettes, right? Yeah. They just wanted the cigarettes. And now Herculotz, um goes out and buys all of the naming rights for all of the Nat Sherman brands mm-hmm. and with Ferio Tego. Yeah. Have we been to a point where he has resurrected those legacy lines at this point again i'd say it's that we're early in the process correct and i i think i think michael has been doing a great job and i think they're on the right track it's just it's a tough market time will tell you know they've got a lot of they've they've got a lot of competition out there there's a lot of great cigars on the market and they've got to compete for shelf space just like aj fernandez does just like every other company out there um and i think what i just smoked from them it was one of the timeless an anniversary oh here it is it was the the pan america the limited 10 years oh yeah 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 i think it was it was i don't know if it was a corojo wrapper it was really good i just had that thing two weeks ago i ironically um i had like met michael herklotz in passing over the years but i had never had a significant conversation with him and i was leaving taa and i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on the show Um, please do but, but they fucked up my shuttle. Oh. And so I showed up to get my shuttle to the airport and they're like, oh, yeah, you don't have one. <laughs> and there's not really like a lot of other options, right? So they're like, well, um, Michael, there's a Michael Herklotz. He's got a car and he's going to Santa Domingo. So we can put you in that car. And I was like, I mean, if he doesn't care, then I would, I would love to get to the airport. Yes. And so we got to have like a really nice long conversation, you know, and he told me all about kind of like the resurrection of the timeless blends and everything. I was like, man, I really, I remember liking the Nat Sherman stuff when it was around. And then to be honest, like I wasn't aware really that, like I knew that he had, he had kind of resurrected them, but I didn't know that they already had such a reach. And then um, I saw the limited edition a couple of weeks ago when I was in Charlotte, I was like, Oh, I'm going to try one of these. And you know, Michael, he's such a nice guy. I mean, I told him about a birthday party I was throwing for my husband and a month later, he's like, Oh, how'd that birthday party go for you? And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. That sounds like him. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love Mike. Yeah. So it, um, it seems like he's doing a really good job kind of bringing those back to the market and giving them the TLC mm-hmm. that they deserve. Yes. 100%. Um, so obviously the new world Dorado is, is, uh, killing it in the market early in its, uh, early in its release. Um, and we, we have to ask because it's part of what we do as we look ahead to the rest of 2023, 
what is uh what does aj fernandez uh have in store for uh consumers uh, and and if that's if if that's more of the same great quality that we've come to expect that's great and but if there's something new maybe a, you know a little teaser and, wouldn't it? and she did say yeah. it's her 20th year anniversary 20th anniversary Southern, yeah like something's cooking there <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so are you guys going to be at pca this year um i will maybe okay I mean, not that it matters. It's not like, oh, I'll tell you there. It's, it's a big secret. Um, so we do have a new size of Dorado coming out, which I am super excited about because it's a Corona and I love Coronas. And I think the Dorado in a Corona is going to be, I mean, it's going to be a great size because it's that that little, that little, <laughs> you're excited about that. Yeah. I mean, oh. I think I can smoke anything in a Corona. So I'm excited about that. And that'll be, re- that'll be soon. And then we do have a 20th anniversary coming down the pipeline. Um, so you know, right now we're hoping for like a fall release on that. Um, okay. You know, it's just one of those things that everything takes longer than you think, like, you know, packaging and stuff like that. So hopefully, hopefully this year um, we'll have the 20th anniversary out. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about the throttle. And then real quick too, uh, before we get into some of our other segments, are you guys already strategizing for the new time shift in the PCA for March of 24? Yeah, it's really funky because we don't have that much time. I mean, it it seems like, oh, okay, well, we have whatever, it's six months, but that's going to go by so fast. Um, You mean you figure we're doing this in July and then that's in March. So, yeah, I mean, we're already not even finishing up conversations with or about PCA in 50 days from now, let alone we're already having conversations about PCA upcoming in March. We're like, okay, this is too much PCA conversation. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we've, there's always so much we can handle, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we've we've heard from a lot of people that there's there's uh, it's it's a uh, it's definitely a, a shift that that uh, you know people have to be ready for, and I I think I think overall it's going to be fine, but it's it's definitely different. It's definitely throwing a little bit of a little yeah. bit of a curveball at us, but it's all good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I see both. I mean, I see the the positives and the negatives. You know, from a not sweating through my clothes before I get to yes um, before I get to the show yeah. positive you know and it, it's hard because depending on where you are in the country like when I was in the retail side you know we never went in July because that was our busiest season and we couldn't afford to have two or three people away from the retail store um, no. because it just you needed kind of all hands on deck but then that's also when there is a big influx of cash so you can buy more things and support so it's just you know there's there's pros and cons I mean I think that March I'm curious to see how it goes I think overall it'll be good kind of like gearing up for the busy season maybe allowing more people to be able to attend and uh, also yeah not sticking your head in an oven when you're out in Vegas mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird for sure yeah still a good time mm-hmm. so Garrett mm, yeah. is, is it time time oh yes is it are, are you sure I'm sure all right it is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos brought to us by our friends at Smoke In.
All right. Numero de los Huertos, episode 203. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? So I have... Since 1970, 25 people have died from this globally. Holy cow. That's a tough one. 25 people... Yeah. So we do 20 questions. We can ask yes or no, trying to, trying to narrow it down. Mm. Um, 25 people. Is it from an animal? No. Small numbers are always the toughest. 20, 25 people in what? 53 years. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Uh, Is it a freak accident? I wouldn't call it a freak accident. Hmm. Are vehicles involved? Yes. Are you saying it's an accident then? It is an accident. Ooh. Does that count as four or does that count as one? It's like an extension of the third one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't really count them. Yeah, we don't keep track. <laughs> hmm. Okay. This is boredom. I love it. No, not boredom. I also is love it. Deal... No. Is it something mechanically wrong with the car? Well, we haven't defined the vehicle. Okay, you're right. You're right. Oh, we haven't defined the vehicle. Interesting. Okay. Water or Land by John Lovell. Land. Okay. Land vehicles. Disco music involved? Disco music is not involved. (laughs) Does it have two wheels? No. But it is a vehicle? Yes. It's a car. It is a car. Would it be considered a workplace accident? For these people, it would. Cars, workplace accidents. Does it deal with the tollway? No. Oh, that's a good guess, That's a great guess. Is it competitive? Yes. Ooh. Hmm. Is it car racing? It is. Oh, you're looking for more. Eric V says NASCAR. It is not NASCAR. Formula One? It's got to be something way more obscure. It's not Formula One. Mm. Is it drag racing? Not drag racing. Not go-karts. Is it uh, Demolition Derby? No, it is not Demolition Derby. I used to love the Demolition Derby when I was a kid. It's not monster trucks. Not monster cr- trucks. Nope. Not pit crew. Not drifting. And we said it's not two-wheeled vehicles. Correct. They're cars. Okay, yep. they're cars. They're cars. Um, all right. Not NASCAR. It's not for dangerous for those people. Indie car. That's what I'm hung up on is your comment. Not F1 or Indy. Nope. Pinewood Derby. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's not that? It is not. Oh, it's not Derby. that. No. Um, not monster trucks. Not. What? Um, is it? Uh, what do they call the little? Uh, not soapbox. Sprint cars. Mm, nope. Not no, sprint cars. Okay. Is it a regular car? 
Mm. Mm -mm. Is it a Hot Wheels car? <laughs> <laughs> no. Box car. Oh, no, somebody... It can start out as a regular car. Oh, is it um, Soapbox? No, John said Race. Soapbox. Yeah. Oh, okay, he, John said that. It's not Demolition Derby. It can start out as a regular car. Mm -hmm. Is it one of those like weird Red Bull car modification things? Is it illegal drag racing? Mm -mm. No, I did do street racing. Oh, you did street? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, uphill mountain racing? Nope. Not John Lovell. Thank you. What is it? It's rally. Oh, rat like like the desert rally racing and well, rally cars. all kind of rally. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and it's an international circuit, so um, races from all over the world where they have that driver and co-driver. Yeah. And sometimes just the driver, sometimes both of them, or sometimes just the co-driver will will die. And either, and it's interesting because it's wow. split in the middle between. Um, the actual race or what they call the recon where they're going out and just reconning the track. Really? Yeah. Before the actual race, before the actual race, they'll go and they'll wow. do uh, a recon run to see, you know, to, to give the, the track, a, a, a you know, Holy hammer cow. it out. Yep. Nice job. I feel John. like 25 deaths in 50 years not that you want anybody to die but like i think for rightly racing that seems it seems like, really low right? yeah yeah it seems like it'd be way more dangerous a yeah. lot more spectators have died from rally racing than actual driver co-drivers because right, the spectators are that. right there on the track sometimes dude, dude the, they're running across everywhere it's crazy some of those crowds that are right there along a a dangerous corner i'm like yeah. why are you standing there those and that's not even i mean those honestly the number of deaths for bystanders is probably way higher than the number of drivers or navigators who've died it's like a hundred yeah because i we've all seen those horrible videos with the car the, just careens into a oh, corner and rolls over a bunch of spectators yeah yeah if yeah. i'm watching a rally race it's either on tv or I'm way up on the fucking mountain, like <laughs> 300 <laughs> yards away with, with binoculars watching from afar. Natural, Natural selection. Like, yeah. Here's the Darwin section. Yeah. You want to stand there? <laughs> yeah, stand right on this hairpin corner. <laughs> right right on the edge right there. of the of the of the trail. That's with your nice camera. That's yeah. where you're gonna stand. Yeah. Oh brother. Yeah, that is natural selection. Wow. Oh man. So that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. I knew that you were a fan of uh, racing, so I figured I would do something in in the world of, of uh, some kind of automotive racing for you. Well, thanks. Yeah, I just uh, actually got to go see the motorcycle races in Austin about a month ago. Although I've never been to like an IndyCar or NASCAR or anything. I'd love to go see some F1 stuff. Oh my gosh. I would too. In Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. The F1 in Vegas. It's going to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's 120 oh, degrees. It's going to be like November. Oh, yeah. They won't well, even I... need to warm their tires. <laughs> November, it won't be too hot. November will only oh, be yeah, like November. 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So 
Laurel, the last time you were on, we had the lightning round questions and yes. we're, we're mixing it up. We're, we're throwing this segment in every once in a while. And tonight you get, get to be one of the lucky early adopters of this new segment. Ooh. And it's called, so it's called Plot Trist. Brought to you by. And it's brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in uh, historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right, so Laurel, what we're going to do, we're going to put three clue words up on the screen. Okay. And based on those three words, you have to guess which movie we're talking about. Oh, this is going to go horribly. Okay. So I don't, I don't even know them. Uh, so let's pop the first clue words up on the screen. All right, we have Austria, mm. Prodigy, Antonio, name that movie. Is it a popular movie? Like, would I Very have popular. had any chances of seeing? Okay. Oscar winning movie. Huh. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like my guess is going to be... It's not Ford versus Ferrari. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw in one extra clue word. So we got Austria, Prodigy, and Antonio. I'll throw in another word, opera. I mean... I don't know. So <laughs> is is opera in the name? No. No. Okay. So Garrett, you know that you know the answer to this? I do. So it's it's uh the movie came out in 1984. Okay. It's about a famous composer. Yeah, I figured it was about a composer being Austria and Prodigy. I honestly don't know. I'm sorry. I feel no, dumb. No, that's okay. Amadeus. <laughs> it's Amadeus. Oh, I would never have gotten that. <laughs> would never have gotten that. Night. Yeah, 1984. Um, this. It, it, it's it, entirely. It's funny because people think it's history. It's entirely. It is totally fictional. Fictional. It's not even remotely close to the real life of. Uh, uh, so Austria. It was set in Vienna, Austria. And okay. Prodigy Mozart was obviously a prodigy who started. He wrote his first symphony at the age of four or something like that. And Antonio was Antonio Salieri, who was the sort of the the antagonist in the movie. Uh, and it's not it's not historically accurate because you know they said they were big enemies and and that Salieri thought he killed Mozart. And none of that's true. It's completely fictional, but it makes for a great movie. The movie it's was hilarious wonderful. Hilarious too. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, so, I'm not gonna lie. I've literally never even heard of that movie. Oh, <laughs> you, you should. You should watch it. You should totally watch uh, well. it. Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's a great uh, great movie. 
Um, okay. All right. So the second set of clue words for movie number two are Nobel, Paranoid, Dynamics. This is a more recent movie. Not super recent, but way more recent than yeah. 1984. I assume like Nobel Peace Prize, maybe. Nobel Nobel Prize, yes. Yeah, yeah, Nobel Prize. Yeah, true. It doesn't have to be the Ooh. Peace Prize. We have a correct guess. <laughs> One of our viewers. Yep, Eric. It's oh, a, a beautiful be mind. A beautiful mind. Yeah, so uh, John Nash was, it was about John Nash. Uh, Russell Crowe starred in the movie. Um, John Nash won the Nobel Prize for economics for his, um, uh, for his groundbreaking work in uh, his, his own set of theories known as governing dynamics. Uh, he won the Nobel Prize for economics and uh, he was uh, suffered from paranoid schizophrenia and um, was able to control that uh, to be able to continue his work. But great movie. Great. If you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Very good movie. And my lost interest is fun fact. He was not killed by a rally car. He was. That is correct. He was. Yep. He was not <laughs> one of the 25. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate that. All right. Let's put Isn't our last. <laughs> What's that? Just in case we were wondering, he was not. Yeah, killed just in case. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's put the clue words up for our final uh, movie. All right, three so, out of three. Now I gotta get it. Jerry, Jerry kidnap, chipper. kidnap Chipper. And I'll I'll even oh this might give it away too much. I'll I'll give it a minute to marinate. Jerry, this is one of the best known movies of the last. 30, 40 years. It is highly regarded as one of the best movies oh, fucking of all time. And we do have a correct guess on the screen. <laughs> yes. As soon as I saw it. It is Fargo. So is Jerry, it Fargo? it's Fargo. Yes. Yeah. So Jerry, Jerry Lundegaard played by uh, William H. Macy uh, and what was the second clue word? I don't even remember now. What um, kidnapped? Kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. So that it was the plot to kidnap his wife, yep. Yep. and uh, they the wood chipper. Wood chipper. <laughs> <Yes>. They. <laughs> I assume that was your friend back there in the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Oh. Yes, we love it because it's funny. People who live in we live in Minnesota, where the where that movie is set, and people okay. who live in Minnesota sometimes take offense that the the accents by the actors are way too overdone. They're not. They're not. They're not overdone. It's there. I know many people who talk just like the characters in Fargo. Yeah. It oh, is absolutely. Not, it is not an exaggeration by especially any the the more north you go from the Twin Cities. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Even in Wisconsin. Wisconsin too. You know, yeah. the Uper accent. You know, once oh, yeah. you get kind of north of Green Bay. Yes. Yep. You start to kind of yeah, get in there. Well, I'm sorry I didn't get any of your movies. You oh, guys were no. talking about Jordan and LeBron earlier. Did you see that new movie? It's like Air or the Nike Story. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I just watched it the other day. I was like, that was actually really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, was impressed. And, uh, good job, Eric. Two for three. Yeah, good job. Thanks for uh, thanks for helping me out, putting it on the screen. Well, I try I try to make the clue words as obscure as possible because I don't want to just you know give the most obvious clue words. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes I, I I fully admit I go a little too obscure with the clue words, so I might have to uh, loosen that up just a touch. <laughs> all right, hey, it um, all the more it's okay. Yeah, if, there you go. The reward uh, is great. Let's uh, let's jump into this week's notable smokable and notable smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So, Laurel, you remember this from last time. Each week, we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just revisited for the first time in a long time, or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we tried for the first time ever. Obviously, you're smoking mostly AJ Fernandez stuff, but we know that you love a lot of other cigars on the market and you love to see what's out there. So um, can you name something you smoked recently that really stood out to you? Honestly, I feel like I... You know, I gave this away 10 minutes ago, but my answer would have been that timeless. Yeah, love it. That was, you know, it was a really, it was a really, really a very good cigar. Um, and probably if I, if I have to go something different, uh, the, the Bosphorus. Yeah. From, um, the, you know, Osgener family cigars. Yeah. Um, very impressed by that. Um, I had one, I had one when they first came out and, I'm going to be honest. I think whatever humidor I bought it from, you know, I won't throw the shop under the bus. It, it was not super well kept and it kind of like fought me a little bit. And I hesitated to kind of, I hesitated to go back to it. And I'm always an advocate of like, Oh, you should give cigar a couple chances. And, you know, I went back and had another one um, actually probably about a month ago. And uh, I was like, Oh, this is a really good cigar. The first one, yeah. just, you know, by no fault of their own. It's just, uh, it didn't really hit right, but yeah, I was very impressed by it. Uh, real quick, before I get into my notable, um, on that note, I was in a cigar shop uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I walk in to the humidor. I'm like, whoa, it is hot in there, and the, the tobacconist, and he's relatively new-ish to having a cigar shop. Um, he was like... Well, I, I set it for 85. One of the guys in here told me that the temperature should be 85. What? And I was like, what? it's like not unless you want tobacco beetles and a lot of mold and to cook all of your cigars. I was like, no, you know, 68. Set it for 68. Yeah. yeah. That's and, crazy. Um, I mean, he had space heaters. Oh. He had space what? heaters in there because some guy told him. Some that, customer, some random customer. Absolutely. That knew Just all the things. To listen to them. I know. So anybody <laughs> listening, please don't set your humidor for 85 degrees. Oh my goodness. Keep it below 70. Yeah. That would be so unpleasant just to operate in. Right? Yeah. What? As soon as I opened the door, I was like, oh, I get a sauna and to select cigars. <laughs> My, one deal, you know? my pores feel great. <laughs> the cigars are fucking ruined, but my pores, I mean, look at my skin. It's, it's fabulous. I'm glowing. 
yeah, so so are the cigars. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, oh, so-, right, so my notable, I <laughs> I uh, spent the weekend uh, organizing, rearranging, and reconfiguring my entire cigar collection, and um, I found several bags of unlabeled cigars. And I found this one bag um, and I have no idea what it is, to be honest, but whatever the hell it is. Oh, the unbanded old. You're old, like, what? I do not remember. Yes. We no all idea. have those cigars in our humidor. Yes. I wish I could tell you guys what it was, but I just have to tell you this. It was fan. I smoked two of them back to back because they were that good. Yeah. No clue what they are. They were Corona sized and, uh, and fantastic. So got to love that when you find those. Yep. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> I wish I knew what this was so I could get it again. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my notable this week was um, the Placencia Alma del Campo. Mm. It's a, mm. and honestly, it's, I mean, it hasn't been on the market a super long time, maybe four or five years. Uh, but it was the first time in probably a year that I had this cigar. And I mean, I, I just, it's a blend that I really, really enjoy. And I think they do a great job with that one. Yep. And it's one of those, I mean, you guys know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of huge ring gauge cigars, right? But that blend in the bigger, it's not at 60, but I think it's like a 56. I don't remember which size it is exactly, but it's, it's, it's in the mid to high fifties ring gauge wise that blend works really well in the big ring gauge. It really does. And you're not, you know, like a, a, you know, and it's a bit of a higher price point to cigar. And it's one of those that I think is worth the price point. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's, it's not up there with some of their other stuff, but yeah, it's, no. it's it, you know, we're looking 16, eight, 16 17? 18. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's a, it's a good cigar. I really enjoy that one. So, and it was, it's always nice to come back to those ones. It's been like, you know, a year or two yep. since you've tried one and you remember, oh yeah, that's why I like the cigar. So yeah. oh, I love that was them. really good. Yeah. I have to make a note when I smoke something that I like to just remind myself to smoke it again. Yes. It's like, I'll go in the humidor and, you know, when I go to a shop, like on my off day, you know, I try to buy something different just because, you know, I like other cigars and I'll smoke yeah. something. And I'm like, oh, damn, I'm really enjoying this. And then fast forward three months, I'm like, oh, I haven't smoked anything lately that's different. Ugh, and then I like get all, you know, I get all cranky yeah. about it. I'm like, I have I've forgotten literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was this week's Notable Smokable brought to you by Luciano Cigars. Improving lives through fine cigars. Please visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. And let's let you guys, let's let you guys, uh, I'm going to work, so on, work yeah. on, yeah, yeah. words. Gooder. Words Gooder. are, words Have you are easy. Luciano Lancero? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Very so, nice cigar. So good. Very nice cigar. Uh, so let's tell our viewers and listeners about some coming attractions that we have. And those are brought to us by AJ Fernandez. What? AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's new world, 
Diaz de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. So next week is Memorial Day, so we're going to take that Monday off. It's a holiday. We want everybody to enjoy their families, have a barbecue, chill out, relax. Uh, the following Monday, which is June 5th, we're already going to be in June. Holy I know. crap. Uh, but we're very excited to have none other than Alex Tavella, the goat. Who I'm playing chess with right now. Who's playing, who Garrett is playing chess with as we speak. Um, nerd. Sorry, I couldn't Nerd resist. alert. Nerd alert. Uh, so Alex Tavella is going to be our guest on the show on June 5th. And then on uh, June 12th, we have none other than Mike Shepankevich. I'm never going to say his name right. I think that's nailing it. I think it's close. Yeah, it is. I get a little closer every time. To, it's it's a, There's yeah. a lot of syllables. There's so many syllables. So uh, from Postania Cigars, they have the new Postania Corona uh, out on the market. So we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, and some other great stuff coming up in future weeks as well. Uh, Laurel, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. If you would, please give our viewers and listeners an idea. Where is the best place for them to find out everything about AJ Fernandez cigars? Um, well, right now, if you go to our website, I mean, I know that doesn't sound all that exciting, right? Oh, go to the website. But um, it's actually a very easy, well laid out uh, place to navigate just to kind of give you a nice little quick synopsis of the blends. So um, you can also follow AJ Fernandez on social media and you can follow me on social media if you want. Um, but yeah, if you want just like a nice little blend breakdown of everything, I would, uh, I would go to just um, AJFernandezCigars.com and um, it'll give you like a little history. Um, like I said, a nice little, a nice little quick synopsis about the blend and all the Vitola offerings. And uh, yeah, that's the, that's the best place you can, you can go to kind of get all of your information. Um, I know there's a, there's a, there's a app coming out called unwrapped. Um, and we will have our product information on there as well. I don't know if it has launched yet, but, um, we submitted everything to them, um, a couple of months ago and actually they were just at an event I was at last week. So, um, that will, you know, in theory be a cool place that you can go and get a lot of different, uh, blend information, not just from AJ Fernandez, but from all the companies who have worked with them to kind of get their information out there. That's awesome. I love it. Laurel, thank you so much for being our guest yeah. again on the show. We love talking to you, love learning from you, and we wish you a fantastic remainder of 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. I mean, I hope it's not like I don't talk to you before the, the end of the the end of the year. I mean, you say have a fantastic 2023, like we're not going to have any... <laughs> Any correspondence between now and the new year, but you know, thank you, you too. <laughs> but you'll probably be in DC before the end of the year, and we'll have to do. Oh this yeah, again. yeah. We'll make sure the next show. Yeah, I'm in DC again, and I do it from a hotel room. So yep, it'll be great. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Laurel. All right, viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for watching live on Facebook and live on YouTube. And of course, if you're listening on your favorite audio podcast platform, thanks so much for making us a part of it. Take just a minute, subscribe to the YouTube channel, sub, uh, subscribe to like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page, and on your audio podcast platform, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of How About That Cigar Live. We are so grateful to you guys. If you have questions for us, you can email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Uh, follow us on all social media. 
at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks, everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars.